up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Hello, everyone. I'm sitting here right now, and I don't know. I guess you guys could also tell me if you would like this, but I never tell you guys in advance who's coming on the show. But here we fucking go. I'll tell you. Esther Perel. That's how you pronounce her name. I will admit I wasn't sure if it's Esther or Esther. It's Esther Perel. That's how you pronounce it. And someone DM'd me because on the show... I had to do an advertisement for a new television show and the person starring in it and also directed it is Mendy Kaling, who is a huge comedian and actress. There was someone literally that DM'd me. It's so embarrassing that you don't know how to fucking pronounce Mindy Kaling's name correctly. You should know that and have respect for her because she's a comedian in the space. I have a team of people that send me these things. And in parentheses on the fucking docket, it says, Alex, please pronounce it as so. Men D. Kaling. Esther Perel is coming on the show in a couple weeks. I'm so excited. I read her book, Mating in Captivity. But Esther is a psychotherapist. I remember actually Laren and I did an episode where we talked about her book, Mating in Captivity. We did like the first couple chapters. If you guys want to go back and listen to that, it was um, free therapy and drugs for all. But anyways, I'm obsessed with her. All of her books are so incredible. And so Esther is coming on the show, not this week, but next week. So I got her game. She has a game out and it's called Where Should We Begin? I have the thing right in front of me and it says... Created by a therapist, podcast host, and author, Esther Perel. Also, I'm not getting paid to do this. Oh, that was another thing that happened. This past week, someone DM'd me and was like, how does the podcast world work? Because I went on Jackie Schimmel's podcast and I was like, haha, she should have paid me. I was on fire. It was a joke. And everyone was like, wait, isn't that how it works? Don't you pay people to go on your show? I have never, nor will I ever pay someone to come on Call Her Daddy. That Just stating that there. I don't know why so many people were so interested by that. And I know that there are some other podcasts that do pay. I'm just saying for Call Her Daddy, I have never paid someone to come on the show. It's so crazy. People are like, wait, how do you make money then? I thought that's why you got that big Spotify deal so that you could use that money to pay bigger guests. No, that's not how it works. Remember the ad that I read that some of you thought I mispronounced the name, which I didn't? That's how podcasts make money is through advertisements and advertisers, not through guests. Daddy gang, they're here for you. Everyone that comes on knows your oh my god I cannot wait for you guys to hear Esther refer to the daddy gang in the episode you guys are gonna die it's fucking incredible I was like okay I can die happy now that Esther is like daddy gang it, oh it was so good so if you guys are interested in I never know which I think is I guess the beauty of call her daddy right I'm looking at the list of people I've had on and it's like from Chelsea Handler to Amanda Knox to Cassie David to Nico Tortorella like there's so many different personalities coming on the show this year with different life experiences and I just think it's fun to be able to switch it up you know okay so let's play this game it said the game is where should we begin so the game has a bunch of cards and let me read this. It says, 
In this game, there are no winners or losers. Everyone is on the same team. The intention is to come together around the magic of storytelling. Okay, so now I'm just going to pick up some random cards and, like, let's just fucking answer some. Okay, number one. I'm particularly stubborn about... (gasps) Oh, fuck, fuck. Mm, My sleep. I don't like when people fuck up my sleep. I don't like to be waking up early. Like I need to get my sleep when I didn't have a team of people that I now work with. Like I, when it was just on my schedule, I used to wake up at the, like 10 30, 11 and like stay in bed super late. Now I regularly wake up around like eight. I go to bed around midnight. Yes. Unless there are those nights where I like cannot sleep and then I'm taking like a weed gummy and then another one and it's just not seeming to hit. I'm stressed about like the work week then like maybe like 2 a.m. And so I started taking these weed gummies. I'll pop these weed gummies before I go to bed and I actually got my mom on them and she's obsessed and like every couple months my mom is like can you give me a refill and I'll go and I'll stack up for her and I'll send her these weed gummies across the country I don't know if that's illegal but don't care she loves them and she's addicted to them now too not addicted but you get it and she loves them and they help because she had such a hard time going to sleep and so I don't know if this is like good advice or not but if you know anyone that has a really hard time sleeping we, the weed gummies it's like five milligrams to 10 or 15 you can like dose it out like and it's literally my mom said it's literally changed her sleep schedule and her ability to go to sleep like she used to be up all night crazy insomnia and now she actually sleeps my dad has a CPAP machine <laughs> I love you, dad. My dad had like such bad snoring. <laughs> my mom at one point in my child was like, Brian, if you do not get your snoring fixed, dude, that is what happened. My dad's snoring was so bad when I was younger. I had two twin beds in my room and my dad would come in and sleep in my room with me in the other twin bed. And that's when I went into school and I was like, my dad sleeps in my room in my bed with me, but I didn't mean it like that. And my teachers called my mom and were like, Mrs. Cooper, what's going on with your daughter no dad can sleep in my room and I was trying to prove to my mom like you're a little bitch like I can sleep with dad like it doesn't even bother me but I didn't even sleep with dad I just want to be in the same room with him as he was snoring so moving forward though my dad got this machine and it's called this sleep pop machine I don't know if my dad's gonna care that I'm saying this but we always will joke and call him <laughs> snorkel boy <laughs> every vacation we go on he'll have to like bring it and set it up and it literally looks like he's going scuba diving and my mom though has got and so addicted to sleeping next to him with it because it's kind of like a sound machine he's literally hooked up headgear like this shit is up his nose and his mouth and like (laughs) he can't like basically talk while it's in (laughs) yeah I don't know how I got on this topic love you dad honestly um if anyone has this uh snoring partner the sleep pop machine is where it's fucking at Anyways, how did we get here? I'm particularly stubborn about my dad's sleep pop machine. Like what? That is the first. That is the first. Okay, let's move on to the next. It's hard for me to say no to. Ooh. It's hard for me to say. There's so many different ways I could say this. I would say it's hard for me to say no to the daddy gang. Like when they, when I get a DM and you guys are like, we need you to do this, then it sticks with me. And I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, fuck, should I do it? Should I not? So it's hard for me to say no when you guys give me like a direction you want me to do something with the show. It's also hard for me to say no to Henry. And it's hard for me to say no. I would say that I 
people also don't know that I am a extreme people pleaser. I am working on not being a people pleaser right now. Like I'm working on that. Cause I think in business, like this has been my new venture and I don't know if this is fucking interesting to anyone, but my entire career I've been the talent and the creator and then the like producer and editor also I talked to my boyfriend about this a lot like he is the head of his company but he's also not the talent so it's like a different it's a very weird role that I'm trying to figure out how to do right now I don't know if anyone would be interested in like hearing more about the behind the scenes of the business side of podcasting but I love that call her daddy has been something new and different it's exciting and it's also very stressful so having a company and then having partners with Spotify and Barstool with merchandise and I'll tell you guys this too like I pushed back my merchandise drop because I was really unhappy with the quality and there was a lot of people not on Barstool there was just other people that were part of it in manufacturing being like this is great let's put this out and I'm like no I would not wear that that's dog shit or that's also just like selling ourselves short and then just trying to like make money off of something I actually want to I want to know I would wear this every single day what happened was I pushed back production it cost me like months of not making merch but I didn't care because I was like if I'm going to come out with it I want it to be great and I had a lot of people frustrated with me but that's why I'm the one making the decisions because you guys would have put that out I wouldn't have and so I'm learning all this and have great people around me to help me that is what I'm spending a lot of my time doing on top of also podcasting and then running a company which is really cool okay I'm surprised I'm still alive after Ooh, my driving's not great it's I'm not bad I'm just very like moving and grooving like what's on the radio like oh look at that car like that's cute and then it's like the road Alex so that's my surprise I guess if I could see into the future I would want to know I would want to know that I can have kids can't I go get tested for that Maybe I will. And maybe I'll take you guys on that journey. Yeah, maybe I'll go get my fertility tested. I'm open about anything and I would be totally down if you guys would be interested if like I go and get that checked out and tell you guys about that experience and also that process because right now I actually literally don't even know how to do it. And so if I do research on it and let me know if you guys would be interested in hearing about it and how to do it. I spend too much time on my phone on getting spray tanned getting my hair done um I guess I guess spray tanned is literally two seconds of my life hair done no but hair makes me happy I guess those things make me happy the phone one I spend too much fucking time on my phone doesn't make me happy boom the thing I complain most about I feel like I used to complain so much when I was younger if it's like cold out I probably the cold honestly now I'm realizing I complain when I'm cold And when I used to play fucking soccer and it would be snowing and we'd have to be in our shorts, like, yeah, I'm fucking bitching about that. But I would say as of recent, I probably complain most about my period cramps 
I know it's a fucking shitty answer, but like my period cramps have just been so fucking bad lately. And I recently went off birth control because my woman was like, the birth control you're on actually gives blood clots. We need to change you. And I'm like, okay, but the birth control that gave me blood clots, apparently my skin had cleared up for a while. Like I was not having cramps. And then I switched. And ever since I switched onto this new birth control, I've had the worst fucking periods. I was breaking out. And so I was in New York and I couldn't get a hold of my doctor. So I just fucking stopped taking birth control and then now I don't know if I want to go back on it I can't get an IUD everyone's always like get an IUD get an IUD I can't get one because fun fact I have vasovagal nerve and I learned that because my mom has it too and so my entire life I've passed out at needles and blood so I know that if I had something like two things one if I got an IUD I could never ever live like I wouldn't be able to know that that thing is inside of me either in my vagina or in my arm and then the second thing I could never get is a boob job because the thought of having like like feeling something inside of my skin I don't even know how to describe it just look up fucking vasovagal nerve and then I will say the first time guys I got Botox in my forehead I finally did it I got Botox in my forehead I did it when I was in New York I was freaking the fuck out the woman was like, you're going to be fine. It's a prick. And I didn't pass out, but I got lightheaded and they had to bring in like smelling salts because I thought I was going to pass out, but I didn't. So, uh, I don't even remember what the fucking question was, but that's that. So, okay. Oh, what I complain about most. Okay. Next. I've always dreamt of being famous for, (laughs) it was never going to be podcasting, baby. I was going to be the next Hannah Montana. I was going to come out with my album. What if I start taking singing lessons? Honestly, I don't hate that idea. It's a phone call from my boyfriend, but we're ignoring it. On to the next. Boxers or briefs? Briefs. Yeah. Boxers are for little boys. A boxer brief is great. Honestly, whatever makes you happy. I feel like I used to wear thongs all the time and now I'm more into like the cheekies. And I actually stopped giving a fuck if you see my panty lines. Like I don't give a fuck. I can't believe I got away with. I would say to that, it's a no brainer. It's no question. Having sole ownership of my IP. (laughs) That's it still shocks me to this day that it was that easy to just wait and get it. Okay. My latest crush. Hmm. I would say either Nico Tortorella or I hate I don't want to say Timothy Chalamet, but like he is really fucking cute. I'm feeling proud of, I would say my sister, she, without giving much information, has been going through it and I have never been so proud and also just like inspired by someone's strength in going through something that I've never personally experienced. Also proud of like my relationship with her. We've had like a very interesting relationship my entire life and where we are at right now. Like I'm just so proud and I know a lot of it is because of her and she's incredible and shout out Catherine. Love you, bitch. You better not be wearing one of my sweaters right now while you're listening to this. I'll fucking kill you. Um, When I was young, I would spend hours daydreaming about working in the entertainment industry. How crazy is that? I hope you never find out about the time... 
Lauren McMullen would only know that. Shout out, Lauren, if you're listening to this. Me showing up when you were working at, um, fuck, what was it called? The pizza place. You were working at Marco's Pizza. It happened to me when I was in college. We were home on break. I was crying. I showed up to Mark. Oh my God, dude. I wish I could tell the story, but I'm not going to say what happened. But I am freaking the fuck out about something that happened to me. And Lauren is obviously my go-to person. And so Lauren is working, delivering pizzas. Um, Oh, it was the summer. It was the summer. And I show up and I like screech around and I call Lauren. She's inside Marco's. I'm like, Lauren, come the fuck outside. I'm freaking the fuck out. She's like, Alex, I have to go deliver this pizza. So I get out of my car. I park it. I run behind Marco's. Lauren is getting into her car and I jump in the passenger seat and I'm like, drive. And so Lauren starts delivering pizzas around Newtown, Pennsylvania. And I'm bawling my fucking eyes out. And Lauren's trying to like navigate dropping off pizzas while I'm at the time thought I was having a crisis of a lifetime and it had to do with nudes and it was just a whole thing. And maybe I'll eventually tell the story, but I'm not ready yet. So thank you, Lauren. Shout out. That is the... Okay, I'm envious of people who, of people who don't have social media. (laughs) I've been a poor friend too. I would say it goes back to my sister and I. Like there were times where I know we both have felt guilty for not being there for each other. And I think that's also, it's an interesting like evolution of siblings, right? Like you go through periods of time where like your sibling is your best friend. Everyone who has siblings gets this. You've got the one you're closest to, and then it can alternate. And I think for my sister and I, we have gone through times where we're not as close and I'll be super close with my brother. And then as of recent, I'm super close with my sister. I talk about my relationship with my sister a lot in therapy. And I definitely feel like there are times where I wish I could have been a better friend and she said the same to me and so because at the end of the day my sister would be there for me over anything especially as I've gotten older and how crazy this industry is and all of it like my sister is my go-to and so I do look back at the immaturity of us being like oh like you're this or you're that and now it's cool to look back and and be like we can learn from that but like I never want to be distant from her again okay last one I need to let go of, um, hmm, what do I need to let go of? I would say like being embarrassed of my younger self. And for so long in my career, this is so fucking stupid, but like I was so nervous for like my ugly pictures to come out and my ugly duckling phase. And, and I, that sounds so fucking dumb, but like everyone's got that like insecurity that you like try to hide from someone. Like people were literally going through my yearbook photos and like contacting people from my middle school to see if they could send them pictures from my yearbook imagine people doing that to your life that is a negative that comes with so many positives in my job but that I think was haunting me for a little bit and I was so trying to like mitigate the damage and make sure like and now I'm like I don't give a fuck I would rather be busted back then and now like have my fucking glow up than be the person that like peaked in high school and it's like I'm still working on like self-acceptance and the way that I look and I that's one of the major things I work on in therapy is just like body and image issues but like I think that that past it me obsessing that no one found those pictures it's like okay and then they see them and then what 
Like I'm still the same person. Like it doesn't change anything about me. If anything, it's like, come on guys, I've been through the ringer. Okay. Ease up on the comments. Like I've got seriously bullied when I was younger and I'm now finding out in therapy why I act certain ways or why I have a tough shell. It's because of certain moments, points in my life that were just not fun. And now I'm like, I actually am happy. And I went to look back, although I feel bad for myself back then. I don't feel bad for myself now. Please stop looking for my yearbook photos and think about yourself and your yearbook photos and then fucking come back to me. All right, daddy gang. I hope you guys enjoyed this mini episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the game. I'm so excited this week. Someone that's very near and dear, not only to me, but to you is coming back on the motherfucking show. Daddy gang, Laren flew out to LA. I got that bitch on a plane. I said, get over here. Number one, let's just fucking hang out because I miss you. And number two, let's talk. Let's do a fucking pod together. I miss you, bitch. And so Laren is going to be on the episode this Wednesday because Laren deleted her social media and you're going to hear all about why and what and all the fucking things. And then after that is Esther. So daddy gang, you know, the motherfucking drill. I will see you fuckers on Wednesday.